Some people are not less than the Sifa and Akhlaq. If you see them and you close to them for a little while, you automatically just fall in love with them. But their nature, what their Akhlaq, what their character, you just want to be close to them. And that's Subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's the one that's the ability that does not accept with the open heart, and does accept with the receptive heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make everyone of us benefit from today's program, inshallah. Call us in my last defense of inshallah.
his tire, all his pressure and tension is all gone. So this person, in the city of Imam, needs to have some love. Then the person's parents also will feel the goodness of the shade. His wife will also feel the goodness of the shade. His children will also feel the goodness of the shade. But everybody else will want to come and stay under the goodness of the shade. And this washerat, this beautiful fruit of washerat, this tree must be, this tree must be giving forth this fruit. Everybody is interacting with the village home, with the outside, with the neighbors, people in the community. Whoever he comes into contact with, they are all benefiting from the fruit of this person's martial and from the shade of his akhlaq. Otherwise, there will be this thorny scrub and brush that will be there. Anybody will come into contact, even his own parents, his spouse, his wife, his children, everybody will get scraped by these thorny bushes. There will be the lack of akhlaq, the lack of martial the Muhammad are not in order, everybody will be ahead. Look in the life of our Kabir, to what extent they emphasize these aspects. Unfortunately, our concept of being by and large has become confined to some aspects only. Parts of the departmentalized being. Somebody has taken Salah, Alhamdulillah, there is no being without Salah. But then, person feels if I perform my salah well, then if I don't fulfill the other aspects of being properly, it doesn't matter. So if my business, how I conduct it, is my business. Or if I conduct my washing correctly, it is my business. Somebody is very, very punctual about how to go, very good about how to go about the mahara, mahara, the mahara, that is the person who is not happy about it. Deen is a complete deen. Allah Allah says, Ya Yahudhullah, Al-Khuloof is still the Kaaba. Or you will believe in time to Islam fully, not partly. Not take some things and leave some things. Every aspect of deen is ours. And we will take everything. Our Kaabir, they emphasize this lesson. One person came as a Kaabir, he was his Khalifa and they come from some distance. He came along with his little son. When he came, after he met her, he introduced his son, this is my son. So, this in parting, I asked him that, how old is your son? So he said, he is 13 years old. So he says, 13 years old, okay, mashallah. How much did you pay for the fare? So now the fare, 12 years old, that was half the fare. Over 12 years old, he sees the other is 13 years old, but he looks like 11 years old, a small boy. So I paid half the fare. He says, You paid half the fare? He says, Inna lillahi wa inna lillahi wa Tumko to tasawuf ki hawa You have not even moved. The wind of tasawuf has been chosen. Cancel this khilafat there and there and send him off. If you haven't learned Muhammad correctly, you have learned. Now this is the aspect of being that we generally take as secondary. Whereas everything is extremely important. So this key of Iman is to have all these aspects. A person's Ibadah is in place also. His Muhammad is in place, his martial is in place, his Akhlaq is in place. Then this key of Iman is complete. So Nabi Islam is giving us this lesson. That this tree mustn't be hidden under the earth. It must give forth, bring forth its trunk, its branches, and flowers, and fruit, and give the shade, and the beautiful fragrance, and the aroma of this must reach far and wide. Then the beast last says, That the greatest branch of this Imam is La Ilaha. One is the very essence of this Imam. The faith and the belief inside a person's heart. But then the way he expressed that in this is the lesson of also the vigor of Allah. The vigor of Allah, the remembrance of Allah. The remembrance of Allah is also not something that is a Bible reading. A mu'min, a mu'min's life is remembrance of Allah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his entire morning and evening, 
قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يذكر الله على كل احيان نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يشتري من بلا على every moment and this is the requirement that a person's entire life becomes the remembrance of Allah and the remembrance of Allah that I don't find you that does mean that a person is sitting and he is deciding that does mean morning and evening that obviously is not something that is possible for anybody to do person has to go to work, he has to fulfill whatever his requirements are, he has to look after his family, he has other needs. So he can't just think about the point of living. But his entire life can be the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala if he is consciously obedient to Allah Ta'ala in every aspect of life. He is with his family, he is consciously obedient to Allah Ta'ala in regard to the fulfillment of the rights of his family. If he is in his business, He is consciously obedient to Allah Ta'ala in how he conducted his business. He has a very lucrative deal that is being offered to him. He can make a million in a moment. One transaction he can make one million. But the elements of haram are involved in it. There's interest involved in it. There's some elements of deception in there. So he says, look, this is not for me, I'm Muslim. I won't deal in all business. I am totally, this is totally forbidden from me, I won't touch it. Now at that time he didn't decide one subhanallah, at that time he wasn't deciding anything out of the project, at that time he wasn't verbally engaged in any zikr, but from head to toe he was zikr. From head to toe he was in the remembrance of Allah. When he was consciously out of the fear of Allah, Allah out of the love of Allah, Allah Refusing to do something that Allah Ta'ala is just in him. So from head to toe he was a remembrance of Allah. And on the other hand, was the person that does in hand, and he thinks, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, then suddenly switching to Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Look at how the human address is. He's still looking and he's saying Astaghfirullah. He's still looking and he's saying Astaghfirullah. Though he's saying Astaghfirullah, he's far, far away from the head. Because the first thing you do was to have turned the gate away. So one person didn't make any verbal zikr at that time. But from head to toe he was zikr. Because he was consciously in the obedience of Allah. And the other person was verbally engaged in the zikr of Allah. But at the same time he was involved in sin. He was committing haram. He was miles away, light years away from the remembrance of Allah. So what is the essence of zikr? Essence of zikr is the obedience of Allah. And this will come with the consciousness of Allah. Kullu mutihin illaq wa huwa dajjah. Person is obedient to Allah, Allah is the remembrance of Allah. And the obedience of Allah will come when this consciousness has been developed. Person is conscious of Allah. Allah is watching. Allah is seeing. All the time he is conscious. He is not concerned to look behind him who is looking, who is standing behind him. Or the windows and doors closed and the curtains closed. No, no. Wherever he is, he's conscious, my Allah is not here. Allah knows. And how can I enter such a place where the wrath of my Allah descends? Doesn't matter, I mean, in a foreign land, it seems like nobody knows me here. My Allah is everywhere. So when a person is conscious of Allah, then he doesn't look behind his shoulder to see whether his parents are watching. Oh, we to see whether my Ustad is watching me. Or oh, anybody in my community who knows me is around here or not. Allah is watching him everywhere. So in this consciousness of Allah Allah comes, then he'll be obedient to Allah. And to develop this consciousness, this requires even the verbal thing. And a person repeatedly remembers Allah verbally as well. And in so many ahadis, so many different forms of zikr, recite this hundred times a day. This will be the we want for it. Decide, subhanAllah, you'll be hungry a hundred times a day, your sins will be forgiven, you will be equated to the ocean, uh, the foam on the ocean. A hundred times, you'll be eating, eating. Decide, let's be, la ilaha illallah, a hundred times a day, person's face will shine in the morning, the moment they'll be up The repetition, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. This repetition, what we, the tongue repeats, the heart which eventually is not a problem in it. What is repeatedly spoken, what is repeatedly heard, 
that eventually settles in the heart. But it requires that consciousness. It requires a person dedicating some time. Why is even while driving, while a person is busy with his work, while he's trying to fall asleep, in all these situations, Allah Ta'ala, when it comes to bigger, Allah Ta'ala speaks, Zikr is Zikr. Allah Ta'ala says, those who remember Allah Ta'ala standing, sitting, lying down, and come to Zikr, Uzkurullah, Zikran, Kathira. Remember Allah Ta'ala excessively. Unfortunately, we have time for everything, but time for the Zikr of Allah Ta'ala is something far away from us. Whereas this is essential, all of our Ta'ala, there was nobody who there wasn't dedicated time for Zikr in the day and night. Dedicated time. Once in a while, God Sahaja Allah while chatting with him in India, so he mentioned something in the Hadith told him that for a long period of time, I used to make the Sawa Lahta Zikr, the Zikr of La Ilaha Illallah, 125,000 times daily. 125,000 times daily. He says in the windows of Yogi, very silly of windows, of Yogi, that's still a He says, to create so much heat in my body, I should take a cold water bath in the morning, by the time I finish off. And the water, after it will fall on the head, by the time the water would reach the foot, it would be warm. But this is not something that was isolated case. This was a common issue. We don't have it, we should try it also. We should do how much we have to distract. But the lesson is that these people reach those positions and status, a very big contributing factor to that world of remembrance of Allah. And this intense remembrance of Allah, even this verbal remembrance, which then made them thicker from head to toe. The eye became thicker, the ear became thicker. This is the Hadith and of where Allah says that after my servant, there is nothing more than a, greater than the pariah by which he gets closer to me. And then he continues to get closer to me by means of the Nawafi, until I make him my beloved. I Allah Ta'ala says, I make him my beloved. And when I make him my beloved, I become his eyes with which he sees. I become his ears with which he listens. I become his hand with which he holds. Allah Ta'ala becomes somebody's eyes, somebody's ears. He only can see what Allah Ta'ala is pleased He only can listen to what Allah Ta'ala is pleased He only can speak to what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. He will not touch anything that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. His hand only moves towards that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. So this becomes then the condition of a person. So in any case, this is the lesson of Zikr. One is while driving, walking, person, every now and again, to bring something of some Zikr of Allah Ta'ala tongue in the form of some Tasbih, in the form of the Muslim Dua on the various occasions, looking the life of Rasulullah from the time his eyes were open, Dua. Alhamdulillah, Ahyana, Ba'dallah, Before entering the toilet, Dua. After leaving the toilet, Dua. Before starting the Wudu, Dua. During the entire Wudu, there's Dua. At the end of the Wudu, there's Dua. That is morning Dua. Allahumma azbaha bi min ni'mati, aw bi ahadim min khalqi. The pleasing praise of Allah expressing shukr to Allah and the whole day from morning to evening is Muslim Dua's. He became very present and very late age in his life. And he said to him that all these various exercises that the Sufi are prescribed. I'm beyond that. I can't retain all these mujahadas and so on. This is now I'm past the age. So the Dhubir Ahtulari asked him, in Nisbat Hasil, that Nisbat with a connection with Allah Ta'ala, the perpetual consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, which is what is the whole objective of this life of the Sabbath, that a person gets connected to Allah Ta'ala is forever conscious of Allah Ta'ala. It is like the case where a person gets split by a thorn. And somehow it gets left inside. Now he's trying to put it out, he can't come out, so he's got left inside. Now he's laughing, he's talking, he's walking, but he's forever conscious this thing is still pleasing This thing is my in there. And he get married also, 
Let me still be conscious of that. No matter what he's, what he's doing in the day, what he's doing in the night, he can't forget that this is still there. So likewise, when this misbah becomes a person's condition, he can be doing anything in life, but he's forever conscious of Allah. So you ask him in misbah, you ask him, you got this wealth of misbah? So he says, Alhamdulillah, Muslim du'a'u ke ehtimaam se wo to hasil ho gaya. So Alhamdulillah, by being very punctual and conscious of reciting the Muslim du'a's on their occasions, with the burden of this, doing it consciously, doing it consciously, not just by the way, doing it consciously. He says, Alhamdulillah, with the burden of that, I've already acquired this misbah. He says, must come over here. You've acquired the objective, you don't have to go. Somebody is already somehow just miraculously deciding the Quran taking with the degree he can. So he doesn't start with his father. He's already deciding it. So, likewise, you've already gone there. So, in any case, this lesson of Zikr dedicated time, sometime daily, Banda or Khuda, the person is in love, and from the depth of his heart, he's remembering Allah. And this is something that we should give some dedicated time to, in a time that we can sustain daily, before Fajr or after Fajr or sometime. We can have a time for many times of the day, without any distraction, remembering Allah Ta'ala in solitude, and developing this consciousness of Allah. So, فَأَبْبَرُهَا قَوْمُ لَا إِلَهَا إِلَّا اللَّهِ then the beast also says, The smallest branch of this Imam, the smallest branch we're talking about the tree of Imam. This might be the smallest comparatively, but it is beyond our imagination how we get smallest branches. It's a branch of Imam. The beast also says, The smallest branch of Imam is, Removing something that will cause harm out of the way, something that will inconvenience somebody, moving it out of the way. This is a branch of Iman. Now, moving something that will cause that evil to somebody else is a part of Akhlaq. And Akhlaq, regarding Akhlaq, what this last says, Ma'amin shayin athqaru fi mizan al-abd al-mu'mini yawm al-qiyamah min khuruq al-hasan. There is nothing more weightier on the scale of good deeds of a person. Obviously, after the faraiz, after the compulsory aspect, this goes without saying. Because the Sahaba Iraq had to be addressed. And there was no question about the Sahaba pushing out any further. Any wonder. So, after the faraiz and compulsory aspects, there is nothing that is more weightier on the scale of good deeds in Holo and Hassan. And good akhlaq. This is the weakest thing. Can you imagine how many things could have been expressed as the weightiest thing on the scale of good deeds? Somebody, mashallah, is making the hajjud the whole night, or the after the whole night, and is reciting one of the Quranjali every day. Subhanallah, great amal is Somebody fasts every day of his life, besides the day from permissible to fast, obviously Ramadan is compulsory. The rest of it every day nothing passes. Now these nothing passes every day is a great thing, very great Every night he's making the hajjud the whole night, or the rafal the whole night, or the hajjud. And then he's making one hajjud of the Quran every day, subhanAllah. Very, very great hour. But, what does the beast also say? All this is displayed. Not that this is being made to look small in any way. But the weightiest thing is akhlaq. The weightiest thing is good character. Our concept of good character is what is actually termed as etiquette. Somebody, you say, please, they're very happy to see you and you meet somebody in a good way. I tell somebody also, these are all etiquettes. That etiquette would be a result of Allah. It is Allah in the heart. This could be the result of Allah also. And it could be even sometimes motivated by some other issues. Just because now, for example, a person needs some favor from somebody, yes, we need it properly. Because otherwise, how do you get his favor out? So that is not akhlaq. That is then a pretense. Akhlaq, the place of akhlaq is essentially the heart. And when it fails the heart, everything will conform. Then that tawazu and humility will be a reality. And it will show its reality 
when a person is tempted out of the room, only it's very easy for anybody to now give a speech of his humility. I am nobody and I am nothing and I am this and that. But suddenly out of the room is tested, somebody says something harsh to him, then his reality goes out. Then I think reality will come out that indeed Vati, this person is really humble. He took it in his stride and carried on with the other Otherwise, he suddenly starts learning all kinds of flowery language, vulgarities, and his reality came out. What is the reality of the world with him? So this Ahlaq is a great thing. And the beast class was saying that that person who moves out anything that will harm anybody else out of the way, he's bringing alive a branch of Iman. Not that he is concerned about who is it, who is responsible for it. Not my job. I didn't drop it. I didn't throw this thing away. So why should I bother about it? Yes, it's not my job. I'm not responsible for it. But somebody else's wrong has become an opportunity for me to bring alive a branch of Iman. Now when a person has this in him, I will bring alive this branch of Iman. And somebody else is wrong. I will take this opportunity to move it out of the way. Can it be imagined that he will deliberately cause the grief to everybody else? Whether it is his wife, whether it is his parents, whether it is his children, whether it is his neighbors, whether it is anybody for that matter. When he is conscious that somebody else is wrong, I will move down the way, nobody will be inconvenienced. Will he deliberately give the thing? Will he deliberately inconvenience somebody else? He will be super conscious. Nobody must get any inconvenience from me. And the whole branch of being known as Mahasharat, this is the crux of the whole branch of being. That we don't cause any need, any inconvenience to anybody. So Mahasharat in his old age, he was very ill. And late at night he needed to go to the toilet. So he made his way to the toilet, no lights and so on, and no water to take the water from one place, and then walk out of the house to wherever the toilet was. In any case, now he was extremely ill at that time. So he woke up on his own and went, it was late at night, and by the time he went and finished off and came back, the exhaustion was too much because of his weakness, because of his illness. As he was returning, he fell unconscious, he fainted because of the exhaustion due to his illness. So, in any case, he fainted, nobody knew about him. Late at night, he was sleeping. After a while, he regained consciousness, he realized what happened. So, he woke up and made his way again to his bed. Now, when he came to his bed and lay down again, now he's just fallen unconscious. He has regained his consciousness now and with difficulty made his way to his bed. Now he's just laying down on the bed. Suddenly he crossed his mind that when I fell, when I fainted, and I fell down, I had that water, the jug in my hand, the water jug. So that is lying somewhere now in the way. If somebody wakes up at night, they need to use it. Number one, they won't find it in this place, they'll be inconvenienced. Number two, somebody might be walking past there, they'll put some away, they'll get hurt. So now this must be put back in its place. And then number three now, let's say the room his wife was in. So now he's ill, he's sick, he's just fallen unconscious, and he's just undertaken all this strain to now just come back to his bed. He could have told her, but he thought that she's also just sleeping now, he's going to disturb her sleep. So I don't disturb her sleep also. In that condition, he woke up again, made his way to where he had fallen, found the judge picked it up, put it in his plate, and then came back to sleep. Now this is the branch of Iman who is alive in its reality. Then a person can get own gives takfir to others. He won't allow somebody else's takfir to be the way. And to this extent he will be considerate. To this extent he will be conscious. I will not cause any takfir in any community. So the peace pastor says, Adnaha Imam Qutul That the least is, the smallest branch of Imam is, that a person moves out anything harmful from the way, anything that inconvenience somebody, 
even some speckle, some dirt, that to a person seems to feel uncomfortable, that to cause inconvenience. So if he sees me, he'll wipe it out, he'll clean it up. Not that whose job it is, it's my job. My opportunity to bring a life is granted of Iman. And then the next class says, so first the biggest branch of Iman was mentioned, and the smallest branch of Iman, and between these two are the 70 odd branches, 70 and more branches. These classes says, out of these 70 branches more than others, the one branch that will not be highlighted, and the branch that is being highlighted is والحياب شعبتون من الإيمان شعبتون أي شعبتون عظيمتون that this حياب is a huge branch of Iman حياب is a huge branch of Iman because this is you get some branches that's a branch it's coming out of the trunk it's the branch and then you get a branch that there are other branches coming out of the branch حياب is such a branch that if there's حياب then there will be many other aspects. And this hayat is such an important branch. And it is so directly connected to the very root. The Nabi Sallallahu says that Al-Iman wal-Hayat Iman hayat they are companions, they coexist. Then one will go, the other will follow it. It's not possible that if totally every speck of haya goes away, Iman will still remain. A short while Iman will go away also. When a person has lost his shame and modesty completely, that is our particle haya of al-Mashiach. Haya is wrong in its entirety. The beast asks, say, do what you want. Meaning you do what you want. Then a person won't be concerned about anything. When he's lost his shame and modesty, He's not concerned, what will my own family talk about me? What will my children think about me? What will anybody feel about me? It doesn't matter. Whatever they want is my business, my life. When a person has lost honesty and shame, then everything is fine. And this is such a thing that on the one side it is inborn, it is natural. Haya is not something a person has to go and do for somebody. It's inborn. But if you don't look after it will keep being eroded and corroded and it can get lost very quickly. Once his business was taking place and somebody needed to send one message, perhaps there was nobody else available, so they wrote the message on a note and the only people who bring that message, that note along, the two small little girls, maybe four or five years old. Two small little girls were the only people available to bring this message. It might have been something earlier, whatever it might have been. So, in any case, now these two children, now the workplace is taking place, everybody is sitting there, and now they might have been told who is going to give this, who they were giving to, so now they walk in. And they walk in now, they make their way to him. As they make their way to him, one is trying to hide behind the other. One is hiding behind the other, and so is trying to hide behind the first. And in that way, they somehow juggling their way along. And they came, they gave this note, and they took a new turn, and they turned in the way in the same manner, and they left. So they left her, turned to everybody who was present, asked them, get up. You see, you observe what happened. So now everybody has seen, but they don't know what he's referring to. This is here, Allah. Why are they trying to hide behind one another? Five years old, four years old. Why are they trying to hide behind one another? It's out of that natural hayah. See, the hayah. But if you have a child, you will have a lot of See, natural, inborn. But if it is lost, then it's a very difficult thing to come back. Very difficult. It can come. It's not impossible. And there have been many, many cases where people have grown up without hayah. They grew up in a society that had no hayah. They had no imam also. Alhamdulillah, they came into Imam and they came into that level of Haya that people who were born in Islam and being, they even surpassed them by the violence. It's possible, very difficult. And what causes the loss of this Haya 
The loss of this haya is caused by what is in the environment, what the person sees, what he hears, what he speaks, what he sees around him, who he interacts with, what he needs. All these things affect this haya. And just to understand it in one situation, that how this haya is being eroded, and how it is sliding in a very, very sliding at a very alarming rate. We just take the aspect of dressing. And in particular, female dressing. There's some of the garments that many a Muslim wears today, many Muslim women wear today, and everybody around is comfortable with it. The father is comfortable, the husband is comfortable, everybody is comfortable, the brothers are comfortable, nobody has any problem with it. But that same garment, if you just turn the clock 50 years back, if you 40 years back, 40, 50 years back, you turn the clock, and if that same garment had to be offered to many a disbelieving woman, she would totally refuse point blank to go Because there was that level of modesty in them. Now they have all far gone. There's nothing to talk about now. But 50 years back, there was even that modesty in that the communities of those who didn't have imams. So that garment which even a Kafi woman would have not wanted to wear, she would have regarded it as truly modest. Now Muslim woman wears it without anybody thinking an eye, everybody is quite happy with it, everybody is comfortable. If you just look within our own situations, you just say few generations up, the current generation, their mothers, their grandmothers, they may be great grandmothers, and complete the difference. And how things are sliding. And Allah, if this is not stopped in its chance, Allah was best ready to finish off. So this is the aspect of Haya. And Haya knows everything else to go, we just love the Hanichayi. And when Haya knows, Imam is in danger. How many times a child does something that is disrespectful? Say something in a disrespectful way, conducts himself in a disrespectful way. So somebody has to demand him, what do they have to demand him? You got no shame. Have you got any shame? Now he's doing something which is disrespectful. And the reprimand is about shame. Because this disrespect has come due to a loss of shame. He is finding no problem with being disrespectful because the shame is gone. And if that shame was given him, then to be disrespectful would have been impossible. So that is why he made the reprimand with those words. So this haya, haya is something that is an extremely integral part of the mind. And it has to be jealously guarded. Those newspapers, for example. Those newspapers which, again, like we spoke about the dressing, take it 25 years, 30 years, maybe 40 years back. Those newspapers, what pictures they have nowadays, even the Kufar would have regarded as pornographic 40 years ago. 50 years ago. And now, the father is reading it in front of the daughter, mother is reading it in front of the son. And everybody is finding it. Even the juice bottle has become a means of the hayal. It's been passed from hand to hand with a filthy picture on it. And think about this hayal and rose down. Something that initially would have shocked somebody. But then as it becomes prevalent, as it becomes common, then people start just taking it for granted. Initially that shock would have been there. Now it becomes this, one of those things. And a person becomes desensitized to it because haya is dropping. And as the haya drops further, that becomes tightening. What do they show us? It's nothing. Whereas, if you turn the clock backwards, this was a big issue. Big issue with us as well. Now it has become no issue. This is not because it's no issue, because haya has dropped. One person had come to Durban with an island from Pakistan and was very heavily diabetic. And it turned out that his toe, suddenly while he was in Durban, 15 odd years ago, this happened. There was a guest at the Madrasa, and they had to amputate him immediately. So, in any case, they took him, and uh, for some reason he insisted he doesn't obtain anesthetic. So the doctor checked everything, he said, No worry, it's fine. We can do the operation without anesthetic. 
and he's told that we get to the Lord in his belief. So now, on the one hand, there have been some Islamists and Rahman of his, but particularly speaking, the doctor said that due to the intensity of the gangrene that was there and whatever else, it had lost all the senses. So now when it was being cut, he didn't feel anything. Now because this gangrene had set in, he didn't feel anything. Likewise, this immodesty, this shamelessness, this is spiritual gangrene. And when the spiritual gangrene sets in, then a person feels nothing about what's going on. What he himself is reading, he doesn't feel anything about. What he's looking at, nothing can't speak. What his children are looking at, doesn't matter. What his family is doing, doesn't matter. How people are dressing around him, doesn't matter. This is a sign of spiritual gangrene and sin. But now the senses have died. And now everything is fine. This haya is something that needs to be looked after very, very jealously. And among the things that destroy this haya are things that, especially this media, Every billboard has become almost something that is a destroyer of Haya. Whatever else, newspapers, media, electronic media, the television, all these things, unfortunately, there is a calculated effort being made to destroy Haya. Because when Haya goes, we know when Haya goes, a shameless nation is very easy to control. A shameless nation is very easy to control. So therefore, break the shame down. Break the modesty down. Then they will just be only concerned about their memories and pleasures. And only be concerned about how to fulfill their lusts. That's all. When Haya is wrong, this will be a person's focus of life. Then politically and any other way, how you want to control him, control him. So this is what happening, by the way. This is a calculated effort that is being made to destroy Haya. We have to bring this Haya alive, protect what is there, and bring it alive again in ourselves, in our families, in the entire woman at large. So the Bhagavad Gita gave us an example of this tree, this tree of Iman. Al Iman Vidru was an old Ashoka. Iman has more than 70 branches, and this greatest branch is La ilaha illallah. The lowest branch is Iman Abdul Adah and Kareem. This aspect of Allah, this is comes of the whole aspect of Allah. And this very important aspect of Haya. So these are the branches of Imam, these are the qualities of Imam, and this is what we have to bring alive. This will come alive when we make an effort of Imam itself. Why are we thinking of Allah Taala? Why are we making an effort of Imam on our own Imam? By inviting others to Imam, the Sifat of Imam. So this tree of Imam would be watered, the seal of Imam will be watered, it will germinate, it will be tended in the environment of the person has to go in the company of the Ahmedullah, the company of the Mashayat, go into the company of all of our ground, take their advices, learn from them, go out in the path of Allah the Barakatana, in the environment of Imam, in the environment of Deen, morning and evening, listening to the talks of Imam in the Deen, speaking about Imam in the Deen, speaking about the greatness of Allah the Barakatana, Sitting in the company of the Bible, imbibing this strength of Imam from them, that this is something It's not something that is happening on its own, it is transferred. It is something that is transferred from heart to heart. So the more we will adopt the company of the Bible, the company of the Ahmedullah, the Mashayat, and in every community that Allah has his servants, it is for us to seek them. It is for us to go and find them out and to take the benefit from them, to go and learn from them, get the strength of Imam, this connection with Allah wa ta'ala, then we will find that that barakah, those blessings, that peace, that tranquility that we are looking for in dunya, and all the good that we are wishing for, all that will become a reality. The challenges of dunya is in dunya. Dunya is not general. Sometimes you try to bring dunya general. Dunya will become general. Allah will get general in a different place, in a different reality. There's one place that is only a place of pain, suffering, hardship, difficulty, torment, and every kind of the word kind of punishment is no name of any peace or any pleasure, any jhana. And then the place where it is only a place of happiness, only a place of enjoyment, only a place of peace and tranquility, only a place of everything of the best, 
that is Jannat. Dunya is not the Jannat, it is also not Jannat. Dunya is a place of tests. Allah In a test, in a place of test, there are restrictions. There are various limitations. A person is in an exam hall, and he's busy writing an exam, you can't eat. You can't talk now. You see, but in the haram of this food, I bought my own money. And this, I, 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 this grew of my own land, forget bought from here. Go of my own land, I planted the seed myself, and I watered it myself also. And I made zikr all the time, so now I can't eat the fruit of my own tree. Think of this halal, don't be happy, it's halal. Now you are in the exam, you are in the exam, you can't eat the exam. So talking, no, you can't talk. But I want to talk something permissible, no, you permissible talk to now, you can't talk. You are in the exam already. So everybody accepts that. If in the exam, I can't eat, I can't talk, I can't walk around. All these limitations, we expect these limitations and restrictions. Why? Because I want to pass this. If I don't accept these limitations, I don't accept these restrictions I'm playing. And if I pass, I will get all the good things out of this, whatever crazy I am pursuing. If I fail, I will be a problem. So in order to pass, and for the benefits of that, then we accept all the limitations. Three hours, four hour examination. Person is hungry, is tired, it's hot, whatever. For example, all has got no air conditioning. You see, no, I don't care about that. Why? Because I want to pass this. So, dunya is also an examination hall. Every aspect of our life is on the test. So, there are limitations. Allah has placed some restriction on us. But it's short life distance. Today we are here, tomorrow we are gone. Allah has placed how much of life we have left. Just by keeping ourselves within this few limitations, but when a person does it for the pleasure of Allah, he keeps to the commands of Allah. In the process, sometimes it's hard to break. It's hard to break because the mouse is pulling in one direction. And he is not giving in. He says, whether my heart breaks, but I won't open this haram glance. Say to the beginning, men to lower their faces. He says, I won't do it. Now in that process his heart breaks. But Allah Ta'ala now turns the heart road, the chance came. But when he allows him to break for Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala makes the broken heart with his love. That heart which broke to his pleasure. Allah Ta'ala makes the broken heart with the sweetness of Iman. Now in that challenge now he feels pleasure. He feels the peace. He feels the tranquility. So dunya is a piece of challenge. The challenge will remain. When a person is obedient to Allah and he remains steadfast in the challenge, in the midst of all those challenges, he will still be content. In the midst of all those challenges, he will still be at peace. In the midst of all those challenges, he will still be tranquil. And his heart will be with Allah. Oh, Ahle, oh, Dunya ke majhulum mein bhi baap uda rahe, sab ke saath rahe ke bhi sab se judaaj hai. They also have to buy themselves in all the occupations of dunya. Obviously the permissible occupations of dunya. They also have to do it. They also have to do whatever they have to do. So, whatever they can take, but in all that they remain in Allah. Obedient to Allah. And when they will look at everybody, and in all the situations, but in everything they will look at Allah. They will away from everyone. But this comes, again, when we will get it from the places where we will make these available. The company of the Ahlullah, the company of the Shariah, Going out with the Imam of Allah, making it a good of this Imam, and our Imam, the Imam of our families, the Imam of our communities, the entire world. In this way, we will strengthen our own Imam, and we will learn from our Mashaikh, our Imam. Allah Ta'ala will make it easy for us, even this dunya will become an example of Jannah for us. Allah Ta'ala give me also the topic, give all of us the topic. Oh,